Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? I'm proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! Oh, welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. That man down there is Sergeant MVP, Aaron Brown. And you are you, and we are thankful to have you with us tonight as we review last night's 23-3 win over the Indiana Hoosiers daddy. First off, before we get into anything, do us a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. If you're not already, follow this channel. What are you doing, man? This is like the coolest Buckeye place to hang out and chat with like three pretty awesome amigos, man. I think so myself. And if you haven't done that, you also need to head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the OHIO podcast. Join that. Hang out with us there every single day. We're on Twitter at Twitter or X or whatever it's called now at the Ohio pod. We also write articles on Scarlet Game, scarletgame.com. Go check it out. Read it. Read myself, other people, see what you got. Learn about the Buckeyes as we follow them throughout the season. We are the official podcast of Fansided in Scarlet and Game, as well as Big Banter, which you can go to BigBanterSports.com. 14 podcasts covering all 14 Big Ten teams, and we're thankful that they chose us to be a part of that. This show is brought to you by McDonald's of Central Ohio, who is selling these awesome, sweet koozies that fit the uh souvenir cups that you get at the shoe they are six dollars at your local central ohio mcdonald's all proceeds go to the ronald mcdonald house such a cool thing we will be giving this away next week on the show so be ready for that if you want to try to win that we also have a prize we're giving away tonight on tonight's show so hang around for that as well in the house tonight is ryan wickerham what's up brothers ryan how's it going hope you enjoyed the game yesterday Matt Butcher from Australia. Hey, fellas, how are we all doing? 
Had to watch the replay as I finished a 12-hour cab shift at 4 a.m. Eyes didn't last. <laughs> Defense went well, I thought. Yes, it did. Absolutely. Yeah. We want to know what you all think about yesterday's game. <clears throat> Give us your comments in the comments section. Um, looking forward to seeing what you all thought of the game. But let's start with you first, Chris. Your initial reaction of Ohio State's win yesterday over there in Bloomington, Indiana. It was painful, guys. Uh, I love the fact that we were more balanced. I think that's a plus. But the quarterback play was questionable at best. I mean, 2 of 12 on third down just isn't going to cut it. Uh, you know, we had McCord out there looking like an average three-star recruit rather than the five-star guy that's been studying under Ryan Day for the last three years. He was short on everything early, showed some poor decision-making. Hey, it did get a little better as the game went on. I will give him a little credit there. Uh, but, you know, we have two legitimate first-round receivers, Eric and Aaron, and, uh, you know, they came up with five catches for 34 yards and no scores. That just isn't going to cut it. Uh, it. It was, you know, pathetic. And it wasn't even that the guys weren't getting open. McCord just wasn't delivering, especially early. Uh, that being said, I will say there were some positives. Rush game looked pretty good. I think we have three guys that could legitimately be number one running backs. Uh, you know, we had the line had a few struggles at times. But you know what? They didn't give up any sacks. I'll take it. Uh, you know, the tight ends looked pretty good. Uh, you know, both Gee Scott and uh, Cade Stover. Uh, so uh, the defense showed a lot of improvement, I think, especially on the back end. So, you know, I I'm cautiously optimistic, but in all honesty, if we would have played Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Penn State, you know, that team up north yesterday, we would have got it handed to us. So I think there's a lot of room for improvement, but I do see some positives. Aaron, what are your thoughts on yesterday's game, my friend? Uh, I tend to agree with Chris on this one. You know, um, the offense looked pretty rough. Uh, the line, they weren't sustaining their blocks. Uh, they didn't look physical most of the game, even on run plays. Um, honestly, the whole offense just looked unenthused. They didn't just, they, they just wanted the game to be over is how it felt. Uh, maybe that's not how it was, but that's how it looked on TV. Uh, especially considering it was the first game of the season. Like you got to come out fired up. I mean, you really do. That that sets the tone for the season. It just it does. Um, however, I you know I was impressed with the defense, uh, just like Chris, just like a lot of people, uh, especially the secondary. That made me very happy to see the way that those guys played. Man, um, I'd like to see more pressure on the QB, but I'm not going to complain. The front seven did their job. They did exactly what they should have done. They did it well. Uh, to be fair, though, Indiana didn't really throw the ball a whole lot. I think they had 21 passes for the whole entire game, and most of that yeah. came in the second half. So, you know, all things considered, I feel like the front seven did a nice job. Secondary did a very nice job. Um, now, I will say this. At the end of the game, <clears throat> I was happy to hear both Ryan Day and McCord admit that it was not a great game uh, and that it was a good learning experience. They're not happy about the, about what took place, and they're going to improve. So that gave me a lot of hope uh, for the season because if they had came out in that after game or that post game and been like, yeah, it was a good, a good performance, uh, you know, the typical answer is there's things to learn, but they kind of went a little more in depth. You know, we want a couple of those plays back. Uh, I'm pretty sure all you guys saw Kyle McCord throw across his body uh, and that was when he got the inter the interception took place. So 
Um, I'm not going to crap on Kyle McCord uh, as much as we want to. It was game one. You know what I mean? So the offensive line, they're going to get better. They need more game experience. We all know it's one thing to hit your buddies at practice. It's a different atmosphere away against another team. So let's, you know, let's dial it back a little bit and be patient. It's game one. We're going to get this thing together. uh, The defense is going to have to win us some games potentially if we don't get it together by Notre Dame. So we all glamorize Trestle. Mm. At least I do. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Have to. Yesterday was a Trestle ball game. Mm -hmm. That's how Trestle won all the time. I mean, how many times did we go in the football games in the 2002 national championship (laughs) game and talent-wise, we were better than them, but we skated by. You, you you all remember what the record of Purdue was before we beat them in the Holy Buckeye game? Wasn't good. No. It wasn't good. So I, I am not going to sit here and, and, and blow smoke up everybody's rear end and be like, it, it was great. It wasn't great, but it was game one. It was game one on the road in the Big Ten, and – for the most part, there were some things that I thought were really good. Secondary. Awesome. That's what we wanted to see, right? Yeah. Denzel Burke, how many how many receptions did Denzel Burke's guy get, get in that game? One? I, th- I, think, I think one. one. I don't think it was more than that, yeah. Okay. They were picking on uh, on uh, Igbenosin, who's – I told you guys he was physical – and oh, I yeah. told you he's going to get a targeting. I like the gate. I like that kid. Yeah, he's he's tough. He's nails, yeah. man. I'll take him. So there's there is um, there is so many <laughs> things about that game that I could nitpick, but I'm not going to because I hear the ghost of Woody Hayes preaching to me this tonight. The most improvement a team will make is between game one and game two, because now you have film and this individual Facebook user uh, must be watching on our group page said, the great thing is now they have actual game film to break down. Brighton Hartline needs to call plays day fixed um, uh, fixated too much on the passing game Run blocking lacking should have ran circles on the defense. Speaking of defense, we really dominated. No big explosives. That's right. We had, I think they had one play of 25 yards or 24 yards on a pass, yep. uh, which led to a field goal. And that was it. We had one, oh, we had one U in check. IU in check. Oh, IU. we had Indiana University in check. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some positives to take away from this. Definitely. There's some positives. And as we were talking in the pre-show, I'm not so sure Indiana's not better this year than they were last year. Overall, they have a quarterback issue. They have a quarterback issue. They that that quarter both quarterbacks were missing some wide open guys. But for the most part, our defense looks stout. Looks very stout. So <clears throat> that being said, it's time. Um it's time to give out letter grades. So here's what I want you all to do. 
is I want you to put in the comments what you give the offense letter grade and the defense letter grade. Let's get this question real fast. Did you guys see Igbenosin's older brother who plays for Rutgers made nearly an identical play at the beginning of their game today, called for targeting and overturned? Quite odd. Uh, well, here's here's interesting. I, number one, I I heard something about a relative. I didn't know it was his brother that played for Rutgers. That's pretty cool. Number two, I couldn't watch that game. I ended up rewatching the Ohio State Ohio State game. I just, I just stuck. Uh, I could not watch that. Beth Johnson says, "Thank you for not being all negative." You're welcome, Beth. You're welcome, Beth. Hey, man. Here's the thing. Here's the truth about this: as we get ready to give our letter grades, we're gonna we're gonna watch every game this year, whether they win or lose. So we might as well cheer the heck out of them, right? I mean, that's. That's what it's going to be, right? We can get here, be, we can sit here and be angry about a lot of things. And for the most part, the things we were worried about this offseason are, exactly. are the areas of their weaknesses, okay? So it's not a big secret. If it wasn't a secret to us, it wasn't a secret to Indiana, okay? And it's not going to be a secret to Young's Downstate next week. And it's definitely not going to be a secret to Marcus Freeman uh, uh, up there in South Bend, Indiana. So... Let's start with you first, Aaron, since you went last on the last one. let's. You want to do offense or defensive letter grade? Uh, let's go offense because I got a couple of things that I wanted to point out. So Okay, so let me give the overall stats offensively, and then I'll let you okay. give your grade. 237 passing yards, 143 rushing yards, 380 total yesterday. That's 5.7 per play, 23 first downs, 2 of 12 on third downs, 2 of 3 on fourth downs, time of possession, 31.55 and one turnover. Go for it. So, Sarah commented, I am so kind. She gives uh, her son's seventh grade team more criticism than what I gave. Well, <laughs> this is true. This is actually true. <laughs> here's where the criticism comes in, my fellows. Kyle McCord, you got to play with more confidence, man. That's He was underthrowing, throwing behind, missing throws, uh, threw it so high that, you know, Marvin came down on his elbow. Now, that's not entirely McCord's fault, but... If you're going to throw a pass like that out of bounds, throw it out of bounds. Don't don't have your star receiver trying to jump 12 feet in the air to make a catch coming down to get hurt, all right? We almost saw JSN all over again. Um, O-line, got to get better. Again, this is the positive side. They're going to gel. It's going to take some time. We were still switching guys around up to two weeks ago. So, you know what I mean? It's That's something that's going to get worked out. Um, wide receiver blocking has to get better. If you're going to run the ball, the wide receivers have to block. I saw several instances of Egbuka run into the second level past defenders. That's why Travion only had 3.9 yards per carry because on whatever side he was running to, usually it was to Egbuka. Egbuka was going and looking for the safety instead of the linebacker. I saw in one play, two guys ran right by him and he didn't bother to even shoulder check one of them. He just looked right past them. Stuff like that you have to fix. Uh, again, no enthusiasm. We couldn't throw the ball deep because the line couldn't couldn't uh, sustain their blocks. Um, now, granted, anytime you got six or seven on five, you're going to get overran. So that's partially on the coaching. Um, but as far as uh, the run game goes, you know, the running backs themselves did quite well, can, all things considered. Um, but anytime Marvin Harrison's held to two catches for 18 yards, that's a bad day. Cade Stover had a great game. I was I was very impressed with Cade Stover. He did great. 
Um, I, I think I, you know, I, for all the, the talk about Carnell Tate, I wasn't impressed, was not impressed. Um, so with that and given the stats, Eric, that it was a two for 12 on third down. Yep. Uh, C minus. I expect higher than that. And I know it's game one and I know we're breaking in a new quarterback, but you're a five-star quarterback and it's starting to make me question, did Marvin Harrison make McCourt a five-star or did McCord earn that? Dylan Kuhn, our, our Purdue buddy. Sup, dudes. Thanks for taking care of those losers. <laughs> I don't know how much a, a 23-3 uh, score is taking care of somebody, but it, uh, at least we at least they started with that L, right? It's a um, Yeah. Uh, Facebook user says C-plus on the offense. There we go. And an A on the defense. C plus on offense, A on defense. Uh, Aaron, what was your grade on that on the offense again? I said C minus. C minus. All right, Chris, your turn on the offense. Yeah, I also went with a C. Um, I went with a straight C, didn't give him the minus. But for me, I thought the running game w- was the highlight, obviously. Um, McCord just looked uncomfortable, as Aaron was saying, was underthrowing virtually everything at the beginning. Uh, and when you hold two first-round receivers to five receptions for 34 yards and no scores, it's a problem. Uh, in fact, the one play that I thought of, I think it was Harrison's first target that he caught, looked to me like it almost skipped to him, and Harrison looked more like a, you know an infielder taking a ground ball. Um, we just can't have that. Uh, we can't have that kind of lack of production if we hope to win anything this year, especially given the fact that our best talent is on the outside, Eric. So for me, I got I got to go see. You guys are a lot nicer than I am. I actually went with a D. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, there's just, I guess this is the one criticism I'll give. You got to look like you care, dude. Yeah. Like, where's yeah. the emotion? Like, where's the fire? If if you're if you're gonna be the quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes, you need to give a darn, and you need to you need to act like you're the team captain. Even though you might not be the team captain, you are the captain of that offense. You're riding that ship. You're driving it, man. Show some emotion. Show some fire. I don't know what it's gonna take to pull it out of them, but I mean, if 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 I would have been more um, understanding, I think, and more accepting if I would have seen like after he threw a bad pass where he's mad, you know, or something, nothing. And, you know, even, even we were complaining about that with Ryan Day. Ryan Day is showing some emotion. In that fourth quarter when they didn't get the, the, the play in on time and he called timeout before that, I read what he said. We Sarah and I read his lips. He was not happy because they were looking down at their little cheat sheets on the play, and he literally said, "You don't know the play. Oh. That that's not good, guys. That's uh, that's, that's that's scary. Big problem. Yeah, yeah. When he when he's yelling at him like that, dude. So we got some stuff to clean up on the offense. That's for sure. Defensive letter grade, Chris. I'll start with you. Oh, you know what? I went with an A. I thought they played physical. I liked that a lot. Uh, Igbenosin is going to have to be careful. We talked about it." Uh, you know, he's a little handsy at times, nearly got tossed for targeting right out of the gate, but I love that physicality. Um, would have liked to have seen the front four get home a little bit more, but decent overall, I thought, uh, effort from them. Uh, the defensive line was disruptive. We did get a sack from Hero Canoe towards the end. 
Uh, Indiana converted less than 25% of their third downs. Uh, they also failed on both their fourth down attempts. Uh, the Ohio State defense limited Indiana to 82 passing yards on less than 50% completion rating, 71 yards on 33 carries, which was 2.2 yards per carry. Indiana only ran 53 uh, plays in this game, Eric. And that was a, a total of 2.88 yards per play. That's solid defense. No matter what, that's solid defense. I would have loved to have seen more sacks, more turnovers, but you know what? It's hard to argue with that kind of production that the defense had. I got to give them an A. All right, very good. Aaron, what was your letter grade for the offense yesterday? Uh, for the defense yesterday. Sorry, uh, defense, defense. Thank you. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I gave him a B plus. And the reason for that is, and maybe I'm being like ticky tacky here, but I got to see better tackling. Um, they're grabbing up high around the shoulder pads. Uh, that's not going to get it done against a team like Notre Dame, Penn State, that team up north. Not going to get it done. Those guys have much more power than what you're going to see out of somebody like Indiana, Youngstown State, schools like that. Um, no disrespect to those guys. They're Division One players, and I understand that. But there's a reason that team up north, Penn State, Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame, there's a reason they have the reputation they do, and it's because they are big, strong, and fast. Okay? That's what separates the Indianas of the world from the Notre Dames, the Ohio States, and so on. Um, so the tackling has to get better. You have to be able to get to the legs. They're going to run through you. That's just, that's what happens. Um, and like Chris said, I would have liked, I wanted the front seven to get some sacks. Like we got one sack at the end of the game. Like that, there was no impact plays on defense, really. Nothing that shifted momentum. I mean, it was just a very flat, unenthusiastic football game from Ohio State. Um I don't know that there was any like big hits necessary. There was one big hit that I could think of. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but I mean, outside of that, there wasn't like a wow factor in this game. You know, uh, I'm with you on that, Eric. There was just, there was nothing. Everybody was just even keel the whole game. Like it was just, they couldn't wait for it to be over or something. I don't understand it myself. Um, there was no pressure. There was no turnovers. Um, and I was expecting considering that in, Indiana was trying to break in a couple quarterbacks too. I thought there'd be a couple turnovers, but not only did we get no pressure, we got no turnovers. What, what is that? You know? Um, so with that, I I'm sticking with a B plus. What is that? He says, <laughs> well, when, um, when, when the strong point of your team is the defense and they're not creating production, they're just doing their job. They're not doing anything over and above. That's an issue because the offense isn't getting it going. We had nine points of our 23 were, 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 uh, at, you field know, goals, yeah. field goals. Yeah. Special mm -hmm. teams. That's a problem. Trestle ball. It was trestle ball. <laughs> Dude, even Trestle's defense is, you know, Chris yeah. Campbell, anybody? Very Chris aggressive. Campbell, the defense yeah. won the game against Penn State. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, I mean, you know, Let's look at these defensive stats real fast before I give you my letter, gate, letter grade. Only 82 passing yards allowed, 71 rushing yards. That actually is very impressive because Indiana came out running the option, 
which we talked about as, as a potential thing that they would do. 153 yards total, yards per play, only 2.8 yards per play, only 10 first downs allowed all game, third down efficiency, 5 of 15, fourth down efficiency, 1 of 3, time of possession uh, was uh, about a minute and a half less, almost three minutes less than Ohio State at 28.05, zero turnovers like Aaron mentioned, um, which, which it was a concern of mine as well. But I gave him an A, and I gave him an A because – I felt like, yes, this is Indiana. Yes, this offense is um, probably nowhere near what we're going to face in Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Penn State. Penn State looks good. Yeah. Uh, team up north. But they, we saw the changes on the defensive side that we were all wanting. Yes, they need to get more pressure. They need to get home. This is something they're going to have to work on. Uh, I understand that. But I do like the fact that we look like we have cleaned up the, the defensive backfield a lot. They look good. Um, so there's that. <clears throat> One thing I will say is that it's hard to get pressure when the other team never throws downfield. They Everything was quick. Yep. I mean, that's Three-step drops. Yeah, but, I mean, out of 21 opportunities, we got nothing. Wasn't even a mm. pressure. We got a couple. Yeah. We got yes. one, one one sack. We had, we well and, and we had one TFL. We had one TFL. Um, one no. So no. Have one and a half. Well, one one TFL is like on, on the, the quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. On the okay. quarterback. Okay. Where it was a dude. I know Aaron. You're super. Okay. Aaron is a defensive guy. There it is. Thank you. Yeah. We we gave up three points to a Division One football team. With three and four star athletes. Now I know they're Indiana, Aaron, but they get they get scollies there too. They got NIL deals there too. <laughs> uh, and they did well in the portal this year. It wasn't like they were fielding what we're gonna see next week in Youngstown State. I'm not saying that we just beat the 2021 version of Michigan State's Mel Tucker transfer portal team. That was, yeah. like, really good, okay? But they were solid. They're, prob- they're probably more on the 2022 Mel Tucker transfer portal team level, yeah. level there. Yeah. But we only gave up three points to that. That's valid, okay? But I guess – I mean, if even if you read any – did you guys read any of the articles uh, today? I think they were released today about what the defensive players had to say regarding their performance. They no. Three points was too many. Yeah, I love that. I love that's, that. That's where I'm at with this. I need to see impact plays, turnovers, sacks. Like, I understand, like, maybe it wasn't sacks that needed. You know, I get it. Three-step drop. It was quick throwing, okay? A lot of option was ran. We discussed that. But if you're not going to get sacks, we need higher numbers and tackles for loss. If, if that's the game that's being played, tackles for loss then. So Jay, Jay Thompson brings up a good point. Do you think the early options slowed down our pass rush? Were they like, hey, let's stay home. Let's make sure we don't give up a, a big run on the quarterback here. Um, maybe, I think maybe the defensive ends were doing a little bit more read because you saw in the second half where they started to really rush the quarterback when they knew they had to pass, which wasn't, it, it got better. What what that did though was it put pressure on the interior offensive line that got beat up by the defensive tackles in the second half, is what that yes. did. Yes. So, and honestly, I would have liked to have seen that a little bit more. I'll tell, dude, I'll tell you guys who did a nice job. Let me answer this question, Brian Overs. We had one. We had one recorded sack 
statistically. The other TFL on the quarterback was on a run, they said, so it wasn't counted as a sack. But it, there was only really one uh, sack that was which, which kind recorded. of gives me Eric because he had his arm up to pass. He was in. He was I in know. I I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Uh, whatevs, right? Like that was a pass play, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna run." So it's not a sack. It's a TFL. Oh, whatever. Okay. What were you gonna say, Aaron? Somebody I thought did a nice job on defense was Sonny Styles, um, d- helping defend that option. That dude was sideline to sideline all game. And I was just, I was impressed by his ability to read because he, he would force the pitch or he would snuff it out and run him to the sideline. He did yeah. an excellent job all day, I thought. All right, let's hand out some Buckeye leaves real fast. We, this is, we're go, we're going to go to uh, the ability to let people call in. And so that's supposed to be on this show. We actually have a prize we're going to hang a handout here in a little bit. So we're, we're interested to see who might actually call in tonight. I know, I know quite a few of you in the, in the chat who are chatting. So we'll see if maybe we can't twist one of your arms to call in here. Uh, well, our, our buddy Jason Monk's supposed to call in, but he's driving home currently. So I don't know how good of his reception is and watching this on YouTube and then, and then, and doing that. So uh, before we do this guys, let me throw the instructions up for this call in, because this is what we're going to do. Uh, as soon as we're done handing out Buckeye leaves, we have our commercial. Inside the chat, you will see a link that I'm posting right now. That link is the one you will use to call into the show. If you're on your smartphone or if you're on your computer and you have a microphone and a video on your computer or or a video camera, you can call in. It's that simple. If you're watching on your smartphone, you literally hit that link right there that I just posted in the chat window. And that will give you access to this show. When you click on it, it's going to ask if you want to use your camera and a check for your microphone. Bada boom, bada bing, you're in. We will pull you up when it's your time to talk. We want to hear from you guys. Click that link so that you can be the first one to call in. And the first one who calls in will get a Tommy Eichenberg football card. These are pretty sweet. They're NIL deal of football cards. They're from the, um, they are from Onnit, which is a new, um, a new football card or sports card uh, company. This will come with it. You can order the whole set if you want. But I have a free Tommy Eichenberg football card. I will mail to the first person who calls in tonight. So there you go. Buckeye leaves, guys. We've been doing this for a long time. It's a tradition of ours that we hand them out. Let's go ahead and start here with the offensive player of the game, Chris. You, you know, I was torn. I got to go Cade Stover. Uh, you know, he just looked really well out there. He led the team in receiving yards. And and you realize that on his five receptions, I believe every single one of them went for a first down. So I'll tell you what. I, I think that Mayan Williams, there was an argument for him, but I had to go with uh, Cade. All right. Aaron, offensive player of the game. Well, you know what else is tradition, Eric? Do not give out two, Aaron. Golly! Come come on, we're on a time show tonight, Aaron. You can't do this. It's week one. It's week one. But listen, it was deserving, okay? Kate Stover, absolutely. The dude was seeking out hits, all right? Dude was just being violent to be violent. I enjoyed that out of him. I'm going to miss that that guy when he's gone. Um, But the second one, Chip Traynum. I have to give him credit. He looked fantastic. 
eight carries, 57 yards, 7.1 yards per carry. When there wasn't anywhere to run, Chip found somewhere to run. No one else did that. So, Aaron, Aaron, do you remember what we said about Chip? He could be a fullback? Yeah, he did. Guess that. what? He yeah. was doing that. Yes, <laughs> so, he did. Chip's, so the, a, Chip's a football player, man. Yes, he is. Yeah. I, I mean, when you have an eight-pack like he does, my gosh, that dude is just a brick house. Uh, yeah, Chip Chip was my offensive player of the game because I was not anticipating that. Um, despite what Kate did, Kate had a great game. So we'll we'll give them each two Buckeye leaves there from from us three. That's awesome. Defensive player of the game, Aaron. Oh, I went with Sonny Styles, um, and that's because I was just thoroughly impressed with his sideline to sideline play. He was a big factor in limiting the option. Um, so I was just I was pleased with him. I, you know, I almost went with Denzel Burke just because I thought he was just really focused i thought he you know what i mean he just he looked like the denzel of old and i was just so happy to see that but i'm gonna stick with sunny styles chris yeah i considered steel chambers but i went with sunny styles as well i thought he just had a great game well i did go with with steel i think he led the team in tackles if i'm not mistaken with six. six tackles uh he was textbook now a couple of those tackles he was holding on for dear life until tommy two thumbs came and helped him out and sonny uh picked up the rest but uh um he's he was in place he was in the spot to make the tackle every time and i thought he did great there so i did go with steel chambers um as my defensive player of the game uh let's go with the offensive play of the game chris uh, you know, again, I could have easily gone with a couple, but I went ahead and went with McCord to Stover, 49-yard reception. Uh, you know, it was it was by far McCord's best play of the game, and I think it just showed what an asset Stover can be down the seam. Awesome. That's the exact same offensive play I had as well. Um, I think I love Farmer Gronk, or as we called him, Combine last year. I, I think he's going to be a problem for Big Ten teams this year. So, Aaron, what's your offensive play of the game? Make it three. Beautiful. Three for three. I love it. Aaron, we'll start with you. Defensive player hit of the game. I ain't going to lie. This was hard for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this man, this made me happy. Okay. First quarter, about, I think it was like seven and a half minutes in, roughly. Uh, they ran that option, and Josh Proctor came and laid the freaking yeah. wood. I mean, he turned that dude inside out. And just seeing, first of all, Josh Proctor back and playing meaningful downs. Um, and then him to deliver that hit, uh, a la the hit he put on uh, What's-His-Face from Wisconsin. Remember when he, a couple few years oh, back? Oh, Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz, Oh, man. Yeah. He, he put Graham Mertz just he, played He put him. Graham Mertz in Florida is what he did. He put yeah, him in he Florida. Did. He sent his butt <laughs> packing, man. And I mean, he, that, that hit just put me in the mind of that one uh, yesterday against Indiana, buddy. I, that just made me happy. I was smiling. Chris, what you got? Defensive player yeah, hit of the game. I, I had the same one, Eric. I almost went with Dick Benosin just because I think it set the physical tone for the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the penalty one. Yeah. The, yeah. the penalty that wasn't. And you know, watch, watch, watch the footage. He hit with his shoulder, but. Yeah. yeah he also know. had one where he got a penalty for a late hit. Wasn't yeah. that him? No, it was Ransom got the late hit. Oh, it was Lathan Ransom with the late hit. Um, I actually went with Sonny Styles on that one sweep 
in the second quarter where it looked like the guy was going to get the corner and he made up the ground and it was only a one yard gain. That's when I went, that dude's built different. He's just different (laughs) than anybody else on that field. When he made up that much ground and took the angle he did at first, I went, Oh no, he's taking the wrong angle. Sonny's like, no, I'm not. I got this, Eric. You're fat and slow. I'm an athlete. I'm watching me do this. (laughs) He literally met that running back and it was a one yard gain. I even think the announcers were like, Whoa, like that, you know, I think I, if I'm not mistaken, SEC speed, I'm like, guys, get out of here with that. They did so much SEC comparisons. Did you notice that? I hated it, dude. Oh. I don't like Big Ten well, on CBS that's anymore. What like. CBS. I mean, that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take our first commercial break. Our first caller is actually in the waiting room right now waiting to talk to us. So we're excited to bring him on in just a minute. We'll take a commercial break. We come back. We'll have our first guest. So hang tight, everybody. Jason, how's it going, buddy? The OHIO podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, we are back, guys, and that was that's a quick commercial break, I know. But we are now joined by Jason Monk. Jason, can you hear us? Oh yeah, I got you guys. All right, in the chat, can you all hear Jason? I want to make sure this is this are really our first time of doing this from a phone, so I want to make sure you all um, can hear Jason just fine. So let me know if you hear Jason. Jason, what do you want to talk about tonight about that game, man? I know you've got some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, like I was talking to you yesterday, initial thoughts, I was really disappointed in it. But when I had time to just kind of sit back and watch it again and kind of think things over, I think they're on a good uh, good course as the season progresses. And that's one thing that all the fans have to remember with this team, especially with so many new pieces, is just watching the progression. As long as they progress, each quarter, each game, they're going to be just fine. Jason, what aspect of this team would you like to see progress the most first? Uh, I'd like to see the offensive line get a little tougher. I mean, they didn't do bad. They, they played a good game, but to me, I think that might have been the only spot that I really thought might have any weakness. Okay. All right. What what else about this game you want to talk about? I I was impressed with Kyle McCord's poise. Like he did not have the moment get too big for him. I thought he did really well at managing the game besides the, that one throw for the interception, but it's to be expected with a young quarterback in his first start. So I give him a lot of credit. Really, so so grade his performance then for me, Monk. Like on a scale a, a you know A to F, where would you put McCord's second start? I guess we can't really say it's his first start. His second start. All right, I would say a B, maybe a B plus, but probably a B because he didn't get a uh, touchdown technically, even though he did have that beautiful pass to the corner to Harrison. So I, okay. I think a B is a good solid grade for him. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, depending on the eyeballs that were looking at the game, you're going to have different perspectives. 
You know, I would right. love to talk to one of the former Ohio State quarterbacks. Now, I'm going to ask this question. We have not talked about this on the show. Do you all know who Jay Richardson is? He played for Ohio State. He's on the uh, OSU Fever, I think, or Buckeye Fever show. After. Did you all see what he posted? By the way, there's a yeah. Twitter there's a Twitter war between him and Maurice Claret right now. Jay Richardson said, given the quarterback performance we had, if I was Marvin Harrison Jr., I'd hang it up and wait for the NFL draft. And Maurice Claret went after him for that comment. <laughs> Go Maurice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'd have to be with Maurice on that one because that's a that's a pretty selfish take. That is not a, that's not something a supportive teammate would say. Former former Buckeye said that on Twitter. And then when he did, there were quite a few people that went after him, including Maurice Claret, which I thought was incredibly interesting. Um, and, but I thought for a second there, we just about had another, um, another incident where we're, we're going to be talking about uh, our number one wide receiver being out for the season when he, when that throw went up and he went down awkwardly, uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. went down awkwardly on his shoulder I thought, oh my gosh, did we just get another Jackson Smith and the Jigba incident here? And like, right. my my heart stopped, dude. Like, I was like, no, this can't be happening, man. So, so, are you worried, Monk? Given what we saw in the first game, I know you're probably not worried in the next two games, but are you worried when we go to South Bend, Indiana, that this team is going to be overmatched? No, not at all. I, I think the defense is going to find their footing. I mean, like I said, they progressed really well as the game went on. That line really started to impose themselves, I thought, towards the end of the game. And the, the young talent coming in at that second string was really impressive with uh, Hero Canoe and Caden Curry. I mean, they were going lights out at the end, and that's the type of play I love to see. Like it don't matter if it's garbage time or not. They went hard. <laughs> so so Monk, then, like you said earlier, Cade Stover, man, <laughs> that dude is phenomenal. <laughs> so Monk, Monk, and, Monk, Chris, and I have all we we've all podcasted before. Monk used to be a part of our shots from the shot podcast, and so Monk, we always would say Monk's the most positive dude. <laughs> in, in, Buck, in Buckeye Nation, and he he has to be though, because he's Monk, got those scarlet glasses on, Eric. Monk, tell everybody where you actually live. Twenty four seven. Uh, I live in a town called Flushing, Michigan, probably about ten minutes away from Flint, Michigan. So I, I'm living life in the danger zone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the enemy territory, Aaron. He's in the enemy Bless territory. Sister. Bless He's got to be positive. He's got to stay positive. <laughs> hey, I tell you, I, I represent my Buckeyes proud. I was out all day today in Ohio State gear just living it up. <laughs> Monk, is there anything else? You, there's more and more. Monk, is there anything else you want to talk I about? Just, uh, no, I just, you know, like had to give my positive outlook on it, you know. Like, <laughs> like I said, I was – pretty upset at first and disappointed in it but yeah once got a chance to kind of just take it in and step back i'm not worried at all this team's gonna be fine and i think they got a lot to prove i mean they're still a ways away from the finished product but that's not a yeah. bad starting point monk send me your address message me your address i'll send you your football card for being our first call in man appreciate you 
All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. Good go go Bucks, buddy. All right. That was go our Bucks. first call. Enjoy your holiday. Thanks, Buck. You, you as well. Awesome to have Jason Monk in, our first caller. Uh, appreciate you, my man. And we've got another caller we're going to bring on here right now. This is Brian. Brian, welcome to the OHIO podcast. What's on your mind, man? Nothing, man. Just wanted to call in and see if I could be the first one. But I was just a few seconds late, but that's okay. Um, kind of maybe piggybacking off him a little bit. I'm maybe a little bit concerned about McCord after the first game, but I mean, breaking up on us a little bit there, Brian. Uh, we, yeah, we we lost Brian. He was concerned about McCord. He wanted that football card, I think. Uh, he, he was concerned about McCord a little bit. Um, what are some of your concern, concerns, Aaron, about McCord's game? Is there anything mechanically that you saw that concerned you like it did me when I was at that practice? Honestly, the way he was throwing low and behind, that's that's mechanics. And, you know, he may do well in practice most of the time. Maybe not the day you went, but there was something there that Coach Day saw that was like, yeah, we're going to start this guy. Unless Devin Brown and everybody else was just that bad, I, I don't, which I, I don't want to believe that. You know, he didn't recruit those guys and say, yes, they have what it takes to play for me at this university. I think that under pressure, which Indiana did what we thought they would do, they sent the house on Kyle McCord and they made him play quarterback in his very – you know, his first meaningful game as, as a starter. Um, and I think that threw McCord off a little bit. And where that, where that could be helped is a better, better offensive line play. Um, Jay Thompson in the chat, he was talking about how he's disappointed in the O-line. Um, I'm not disappointed in them per se. They need to gel. Because like I said earlier, you know, they were still kind of figuring this thing out a week and a half, two weeks ago. So these guys are still kind of pushing in and figuring out what they're doing in their in their role on the offensive line. I have faith that it's going to come together, and that's going to help Kyle McCord uh, perform at a higher level, I think. So I think if he had more time and less guys in his face, I feel like some of those passes are not going to be behind the receiver. They're not going to be low where MHJ is trying to field a ground ball. Um, so – you know, it's one of those things. He got his first meaningful play under his belt. He's got an idea at an away atmosphere. And we know, Eric, Indiana's not the easiest atmosphere. It might not be the biggest stadium in the Big Ten, but it those guys bring it. It's a weird place to play. It is. It's a really different is. it's it's a different kind of stadium with a different feel. No worries, Brian. Thank you so much for trying to call in. Uh we'll we'll try he said we'll try again next week. Sounds like a plan, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, Jason's in the chat now after his phone call. Thank you so much for calling in, Jason. Uh, that was that was pretty awesome. We appreciate that. Uh, question here for us. Uh, Chris, I'll let you tackle this one first. From Nick Quint. Nick Quint always, when we back when we did questions, he always had the best questions. So I'm excited for this one. Do you think or feel Day needs to name a quarterback and stick with him? The way the team can gel and form um, around the QB. So this week, <laughs> this is perfect timing because I know Chris has been avoiding this like the plague, answering this question. He doesn't want to talk about this. What should they do this week, Chris? 
Yeah, he needs to name a starting quarterback. He needed to name a starting quarterback three weeks ago, four weeks ago. The fact is, this was never a quarterback competition, Eric. He came in saying this was a quarterback competition. This was not a quarterback competition. If it was a quarterback competition, you would have saw Devin Smith get more than one series with the ones before doing a round of cleanup duty at the end of the game. You would have given him a legitimate shot to go out there and show what he had. This was not a quarterback competition. Ryan Day just needs to come out and say, yes, Kyle McCord is my quarterback for better or worse, and he's the guy we're going to go with. And give that team a chance to gel around him, make sure that he's getting the most opportunity to get all of those first team reps so that the fact is he can improve. As Aaron said at the beginning, there's a confidence issue and possibly a little bit of a mechanical issue that could be addressed the more first team reps he gets. But what you're going to do by dragging this out is a, you're going to get those boo birds in place here real quick. Who are going to start calling every time McCord misses a pass or, or throws an interception. Let's bring Brown in. Let's get Brown in. You're going to divide the, the fan base. You're going to divide the team eventually. And it's going to do nothing but cause chaos. The longer you drag this out, he needs to name a, a starting quarterback this week and just say, Kyle McCord is my guy. Devin Brown is my guy. The only way I could say he's not going to do that would be if he intends to have Devin Brown go out there and play the majority of the game next week, as he did with McCord this week, and basically take a uh, page out of his friend from up north's uh, playbook there with uh, McCarthy and uh, uh, McNamara, yeah, Mm -hmm. from a few years ago. But you know what? I, I don't think that's the case, Aaron. Uh, we've talked about this. I think he is simply trying to keep either of these guys from transferring. That was the whole impetus of the quarterback competition. And I think it's just, it's pointless. Give these guys a chance to rally around a guy. Give give the starter the chance to have the confidence to know, hey, it's my job. I'm going to go out there. I may make mistakes, but I don't have to look over my shoulder like Cardell did with uh, JT Barrett the entire first half of 2015. Yeah, and Cardale said as much on on Twitter. He was like, "It screwed his game. It really did." In twenty sixteen, screwed the season. It did between between that and the fact that Urban Meyer was convinced that Cardale Jones and JT Barrett had the same skill set. You know that screwed the season, and that's what we're looking at right now. So he needs to get in front of this right now. Let's go back to the big uglies, because believe it or not, these two topics are actually related. Very much. I know they need to gel, Jay said, you know, responding to Aaron, which will greatly affect the pass protection. But we should be able to knock IU off the line of scrimmage. Yes, Yes. I agree 100% with Jay on that. Me too. It might have – I don't know if this was before the show or not. It's all gelling together now. I'm pretty tired. I didn't get my Sunday uh, uh, nap in. Um Remember the fourth down when uh, the first time that uh, Brown was in? Brown was in, yes. And the fourth down run, and Josh Simmons was like, Olay! I don't think I'll block anybody. And the defensive end crashed across the line of scrimmage. I went back and watched that twice. Simmons didn't get his hands on anyone. And number 44, the linebacker, he hit the hole. Every time we were on a, it was like he knew we were running the ball and where we were running it to. As Aaron said, he read his keys. Yes, he did. That guy was reading his keys and filling the gap consistently 
all game long, and we never could, uh, we never could get that off of off a little bit because we never could push the end far enough to where the running back could then cut it to the right and, and avoid that that gap or that hole. So I I agree, Jay. The offensive line, but here's the thing. Where is the strength of our offensive line? From guard to guard. It's up the middle. When we ran the ball up the middle, we scored two touchdowns. Yeah. And we really should have scored three if McCord would have went to the right instead of to the left on that, that on the quarterback draw. Yeah. Why are we going side to side so much, Aaron, in the running game? Because we have speed at running back. If you but, notice But do we? Because I didn't see it. I mean, I let, listen, I love Travion Henderson, and he's supposed to be fast, right? Yeah, I, the, the problem is we weren't sealing the edge, all right? And that's, again, the wide receivers are as big a part as blocking as the line is. Any coach will tell you that. That's vital. Wide receivers blocking. How do you think Zeke sprung that 85 yards through the heart of the South? The line did their job. And even more importantly, was it uh, Devin Smith? Yeah. Which one was it? Yeah. Devin he Smith. He took yeah. out a whole linebacker mm-hmm. to spring Zeke for those yards. And Devin okay? Smith was not the size of the guys we got playing receiver right now. No. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, and I'm not just saying it's it's all, you know, Amika, Egbuka. All right. It's not just all the wide receivers. Our line is not gelled. They're not doing what they need to do to shove these guys. They did not. Uh, they were not this goes to the whole enthusiasm thing that you and i both agree that all three of us actually agreed on they just played flat this is what happens this is what flat football looks like you make indiana look tremendously better than they are you make yourself look tremendously worse than you most likely are yeah um zach smith was a really good receivers coach when it came to blocking he was. He was. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying that Brian Hartline is not, but I am saying that we have taken a step back in that department a little well, bit. Dude, I don't mean to cut you off, okay? But I even watched Marvin Harrison yesterday. He didn't sustain his blocks downfield either. But you know he what? Didn't, he didn't. Th- think of the wide receiver room we've had under Hartline and the quarterbacks we've had under Hartline. They didn't have to block. I mean, yes, it's great when they did, but our focus was so much on the pass, we didn't necessarily want them to block. We wanted them to get downfield. True. That, that's why they're running to the secondary to hit that block rather than going to the linebacker. They're, they're going to get downfield, which, right or wrong, that is what we have we have established as a mindset in that room is you get into the secondary and then hit somebody. Then I'm going to say I'm going to say something controversial. Then that I would question how good of a coach Brian Hartline actually is because they run these plays. It's not like this is the first time they've seen them in the game. Okay, they know that it's a levels thing. Yes. You don't just run immediately to the safety. If there's guys crashing down, at least shoulder check them, knock them off their trajectory. Let your running back be an athlete. Give him that chance. I almost these feel guys like, didn't do that. I almost feel like we need to see more twelve package. I really do with, with the double tight end. I'm not against it. I agree. Um, At this point, I am 100% on board, Chris. Either, either that or we need to slide, and, and Ryan Day will never do this, but we need a fullback, one of the two. 
you've either got to have two tight ends or you got to have a fullback in there to, to clear the road, especially if you're going to try to get outside the guards. You yeah. know what, you know what recruiting stars and rankings never take into account heart. Right. Well, they can't, yeah. And these NIL deals that can, uh, that can take some heart away from these guys when they got money to fall on. You know who ran with heart yesterday? Ran with a give a darn chip. chip Tranum. Tranum. He ran with a, he ran with, he ran I, angry. I would argue that Mayan did the same. I mean, he yeah. was playing a little bit banged up. You know, you know how many stars Mayan Williams had in recruiting? Three. Three. I want to say chip was, was four, was but he was a low four. Yeah. I want to say, and he was recruited more so as, as a, a linebacker. Remember? Which is, why, oh, which is yeah. why he went away from us to begin with. Cause he wanted yeah. to play running back. Right. And then he, he realized I missed home too much and he came back to Ohio state and we were going to make him a linebacker. And then we had the, Oh shoot. We don't have any running backs left chip. Uh, can you carry the rock? And then he got hurt. Right. Um, he gives a darn, he has heart. I, I mean, far be it for me to question Travion Henderson's heart, but can you break a tackle once? He's looking an awful lot like Lydell Ross here lately, isn't he? I mean, I he was he was the number one running back in the class of 2022. Yo, I, would Evan, he's, I would argue he's number three in his own room right now. Where's Evan Pryor? Why didn't he get any snaps? They're bringing Evan back very slowly. I mean, that's my, that's my guess is that they didn't want to just throw him in their first game because of the injury is okay, my guess. But, but they said he's 100%. He's been practicing question, 100% Nick. all summer. Last question here. Oh, yeah, let me get this comment, Nick, and then we'll come back to your question. Uh, oh, let me see. Uh, Henderson needs to practice more in patience. Actually, I think I, I kind of agree with that, but let's move on. Jay says, Chip needs to be running back one until mine is healthy if we are going to be living between the tackles. I don't disagree. Not, I agree. Not going to not gonna disagree with that. 100% on that. <laughs> Nick quits question. This is what we're going to end the show on tonight, guys. Thank you so much, Jason Monk, uh, Brian Oberst, for calling in and being our first callers. We'll do this again next week. What did you think of the play calling? Do you think Day needs to step up and be more off offensive and not conservative or more, uh, more uh, um, aggressive and not conservative? Or do you think he needs to hand off some plays or play calling to Heartline? Who wants it? I'll take it. Go for it, Chris. Um, I, I do have a little bit of issue with the play calling from yesterday, mainly because we didn't play to our strength. You know, we've all talked about it. Guard to guard is where we were strongest. It's where we were getting the most yards. Why we weren't doing it, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think we need to be more aggressive. And, and aggressive doesn't necessarily mean throwing the ball downfield. We can be aggressive running the ball, uh, you know. Yeah, because the first play after halftime was Agbuka on the sweep. Yeah. And we got nine yards. Yeah. We can be aggressive running the ball, exactly. And, and there, so there's no reason. And this has been, you know, this has been my biggest knock on mm -hmm. Ryan Day for the last two years. He gets conservative. He starts playing not to lose rather than playing to win. And – yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
we may not be to the point yet where he should hand off those play calling duties to Brian Hartline. But then again, we've got Youngstown State and Western Kentucky the next two weeks. Maybe this is the perfect time to see what he can do. You're still there. You're still on the sideline. You're right beside him. Uh, yes, it would probably destroy his confidence if he did it, but you could always scale him back if you had to. But maybe you say, here you go, Brian. I want to see what you've got for the next game. Going forward, we'll probably split some play calling duties, but I want to see what you do. I want to see you formulate the game plan. I want to see you call this game because there's no way that we shouldn't go out there and handle our business against Youngstown State. Is 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 Ryan Day have training wheels on this offense because of the quarterback and the offensive oh, line? Oh, without there? a doubt. Yeah, um, and, and I wanted to kind of respond to that question too. Uh, you know, in the preview show, I talked about how I expected them to kind of run the ball a lot and throw some short passes to kind of get McCord's confidence up, get him in a rhythm. That would be typical. The problem is they did it the whole game. Yeah. Okay. Well, they did go deep. I understand, but they did run. They three. Exactly. Three times out of how many snaps? How many? What was his average completion uh, yardage? It wasn't a lot. It was under That's 10 yards. I know at one point he had nine rece- or nine completions for only 70 yards. Yeah. That's not okay. That's the not only, normal. The only reason his completion percentage might have gone over 10 yards was the Cade Stover pass. Well, even with that, I guarantee you it wasn't over 10 yards. Probably not. Monk said, Monk said 6.6. That's pitiful. Chip Traynham's yards per carry was higher than that. Almost. I think it was, was it? No, no. it was seven. Seven, Yeah, it was higher. It was half a yard more. That is not okay, guys. You want to have an effective passing game. Nickel and diming is not the way to do it. This right now to me. Oh, right, Aaron. Well, what does that say about Ryan Day's confidence? Either he knows that the line is not there, or he knows that McCord is not confident at quarterback. And the fact that, what, Brown got, what, six plays? Yeah. Uh, Six, seven plays? Six, seven plays. It was only two series. I know that. And it was was like six or seven plays, and he threw it, what, two times? Three Three. times. He threw it three, completed one. He was 0 for 2. Okay. I don't, th- so, I don't think okay. he had a completion. He had a completion. It was for minus two yards. Yeah, it was for minus two yards. So, I mean, that's your backup right now, guys. Day knows that he's got an issue right now. And, and so, let me tell you, I, I would I expect think, more. I think this says a lot about Day. I really mm-hmm. do. He's going to have to adjust his game plan. And you, you, I've heard you know several people in the national media say, oh, he can't adjust his game plan. This is his game Yes, he can adjust. The I've, game plan. I've been saying that. I've been saying that, Chris. I've been what? saying when it came to Ryan Day, he was so in love with the pass. He won't adjust. It's not that he can't. He won't. But I saw I saw a guy who actually did adjust his game plan he yesterday, did. and he it did. wasn't good. I almost want him to go back. <laughs> oh, oh here's here's the deal, guys. All right, and I'll leave it at this. Maybe we should stop trying to get. 15 five-star wide receivers and try to get 15 five-star offensive linemen because every play in football I don't care what your philosophy is in this game and I'm going to sound like I'm 100 years old and I don't care this is fundamental football and it will never change if your offensive line is crap your offense is crap period yeah and you look at it 
We've been beaten twice in the last two years by that team up north. And why, Aaron? No control on that line. Can't they run have, it, can't throw they it. They have those five-star offensive linemen you're talking about. And they play like it, Bingo. too. Bingo. And they know it. Yeah. They're aggressive. That's why they're, that's why they're so confident right now. Yeah. Is and they, they know. And they should be. They sh- Yeah, absolutely. Although absolutely. after the running performance we saw yesterday, maybe not. They, they hey. didn't look real strong yesterday either in the running game. Well, game one, man. Game it one. It was we'll East see Carolina. What right. right. <laughs> East Carolina is better than Indiana. I'm sorry, but they Axe. are. East Carolina is better. Youngstown State might be better. Uh, Youngstown State, who's our next opponent, we're gonna we're gonna preview them this week. Make sure you check out uh, Facebook or, or excuse me YouTube all week this week. We're gonna do our previews again. I hope you like. I hope you enjoy the new new format where we take those previews and we break them down into a different video for for you every single day. Uh, audio still going up on Wednesdays or Thursdays where you can get the preview in audio form where it's all stitched together. Um, and you know, I hope you guys have enjoyed the, the new the new thing this this year. I know our numbers show that you do at least. Uh, we're getting much more interaction. We appreciate appreciate that. Hey, as Urban said, the best thing about being one and zero is a chance to do what? Go two and zero. Go two and zero, and that's what we're gonna do next but week at home. But he's also the guy who says we don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average, right? We can kick kickers, yeah. <laughs> uh, we might. Hey, it's the, we got a kicker. Speaking of we kickers, do got before a kicker. we go off the air, let me tell you something. We talked about people who were playing aggressive. How about uh, Mirko with the bulldog a la Barry oh, Wendell? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he went old school NWA style, grabbed the guy by the back of the head, yes. just rode him down. Dude, it I wasn't. It wasn't Mirko. It was the kick. It was the oh, kicker. That, that was the kicker. You're right. Not Mirko. Yeah. It was uh, the new yeah. kicker. But but did you? My Sarah pointed this out to me. Did you notice after he did that what he did to get up? He pushed the guy's head down. I loved it. I'm like, yes. the, our kickers got some kahunas. Now, yes, if he can sir. just spread that over to the offensive side of the ball, it would be all right. right? Yes. All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming and being part of this episode here on the OHIO Podcast. We'll be back next week live, Sunday night, 8 o'clock, talk about the game against Youngstown State. Hopefully it is much better and we can brag about how Ohio State went out and defeated an FBS school by 60 points or something. I don't know. Uh, But we're looking forward to that. Again, check out all the videos this week on YouTube. Make sure you're a part of that. If you haven't already, give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Ring the bell. Subscribe. Do all those great things. Greatly helps the show. We really do appreciate it. Remember, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Sing Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. Till next time. OH! I owe. I owe. Goodbye.